Where's your drill sergeant, men? Float up, sir! Yes, sir. These are Sergeant Hulka's men. He was injured during basic training. I see. So am I to understand that you men completed your training on your own? That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! Captain? Yes, sir. These are exactly the kind of go-getters I want working on my EM-50 project in Italy. Oh, oh, but, sir, these men Don't are... butt me, Captain. I want them on the plane tonight. Gentlemen! It's party time, Italian style. Hey, I was going to ask you. Um, I, they always say this in wrestling or whatever, but like, what is it? Can you give the proper definition, explanation? What does it mean when you're uh, blown up? Blown up means you're literally winded, like you're done. You can't do anymore, which is a dangerous. It's funny to watch as it's happening to someone, but it's also dangerous because you don't want somebody that's blown up picking you up and safely dropping you on your back. Right. You know, so when you're out of gas, they call it, you know, looking for the shell answer, man, you're out of gas, you're blowing up, you're blowing up. It's just basically being winded. And it happens sometimes and legitimately, sometimes it's nothing to do with even cardio. Sometimes it's the lights. Sometimes it's just the lights get you dizzy or what the lights, you know, the light like shining on you there will just, for some reason, it's literally like, you know, the, a part in like a film when like the light will be and you'll see camera flashes and you look around and you see a bunch of people and everybody's kind of looking at you. I think it's like an extreme version of like, holy shit, I'm at school and I have no clothes on and I forgot my homework, but in real life. Yeah, like can maybe you get like vertigo kind of. Yeah, it, it very much does feel like vertigo. I only had like one one time that I felt like, and I made it through to the end of the match, but I remember going back to the locker room and like, literally just took all my clothes off except my underwear and just went outside the locker room. It was at the sportatorium too. And literally just sat on the ground in this dirty parking lot, which just gravel and broken beer bottles. And I'm like, screw it. I don't even care if anyone sees me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, and it was like a 25 minute match, but it, it was, yeah, it's I, a terrifying I, feeling. I think I've experienced something similar with that, uh, sort of vertigo in a live event because, uh, never did wrestling, but I was doing an ESPN gig, you know, and it used to be, uh, you do the ESPN gig, it was the NBA Finals. Yeah. But, you know, you, you set everything up, the show goes on, and you're kind of like hanging out outside till it's over. You know, that's like your break when, when the game is actually on. Yeah. Um, but like uh, something, some, for some reason, they needed me to run something out to the floor. And it was like the middle of the game. And, um, you know, the, the, the place is packed. It's the NBA Finals, and the security guard is sort of like doing stop-start traffic to get on the floor. Yep. And I had to get on the floor for a few seconds, and just like that, sort of like crossing the floor, like I had to just run a clipboard over to somebody, just made me dizzy. <laughs> it was just, it was just so huge, huge, and so much activity. You know, it was like cameras everywhere, everything's full, and you're just like on the bottom floor, and you look up, and you know, everybody in the cheap seats looks so high or whatever. Yeah, that's the, that's really tough. And I think that's probably what got you when you actually started looking up and looking around, you know, and just like there's it's really hard to explain to have that like to be the center focal point for so many people. There's something very humbling about it. Like they talk about everybody talks about like the adrenaline rush, at it, but you experience the other side of it just by running out there, you know, to run a clipboard out there. It's just the other, like, holy shit, everybody's looking at me. And there's something about that that it could make you fold. And some people 
thrive in it. Some people want all those eyes on them. But if you're winded and you're tired, it's kind of like you can run a 40 really fast in the first quarter. But in the fourth quarter, when you're tired, you're hurt, you're sore, you have your skin is less, you know, you lost that thickness around your skin and anything can all of a sudden just make you fold. <laughs> did you yeah. see, uh, did you watch the finale of Heels yet? Oh, I haven't watched the last episode yet. Oh, dude. Yeah. The, watch it. No, I'm, I'm going to keep it spoiler free. Yeah, here. keep it spoiler free. And luckily, nobody else is watching it. So there's no spoilers on Twitter. Yeah. And that's sad because, I mean, it's a good show. But, I mean, we know it's on stars. So nobody's watching stars. That's the problem. It's going to, you're going to get your, you're going to get your three seasons and it's going to be done. And I have higher hopes for a second. Anyway, I'd be happy with three seasons. I hope it doesn't get canceled after one. Yeah, no, I, I hope it does, man. I hope it does survive, you know, because Ash versus Evil Dead survived three. American Gods survived three. So uh, fingers crossed. The but... ending of Ash versus Evil Dead is such a heartbreaker. Yeah. The way they set it up. It's finally you you get the original ending of Army of Darkness. Right. And that all three seasons are on Netflix now. But, I, you know, he kind of put it in perspective that he's like, Look, you guys finally for all these years wanted me like in a sequel, which would have been like a two hour movie. And instead you got like almost 30 hours of Evil Dead. So he like he was actually Bruce Campbell was actually at peace with it ending like that. But we just want more. Could have used one more. It could have easily used one more. And we're psyched about the video game coming out, Evil Dead the game, because it's got the characters. It's got the OG characters from the films, but it also has the Ash versus Evil Dead characters uh from the recent series too you know which i was a i'm a huge fan of uh pablo and kelly uh i think her name is like dana de lorenzo or dude they're they're great and they're they're frequented at uh i know we just went down wow we was just like we we're on a highway sidebar into evil yeah, dead territory we just went down a dirt road <laughs> but i don't know I was happy. I wish we did get one more. But anyway, yeah, with heels, there's there's a scene. Obviously, you know what they were setting up for, right? The big, you know, the big fair is the big show. Yeah. Uh, and they, they use a device in there. And once you see it, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard about this. Uh, I didn't think they were going to go there, but they went there. Uh, I watched it. I actually watched that one live. I was, it was enough that I was like, okay, I, I need to see where this goes. I need JJ, to are you watching Heels? You should get stars just to watch Heels. He did say that they need better PR, so I think he at least he does at least have stars. But here's the thing, and I guess and it was hitting me because it's just like I like I like Heels. It's just like, do I love Heels? And then I just realized, yeah, it's solid. It's it's totally a solid. You got to get past the first episode. The first episode's a little cringy, where they have to introduce the audience That's to great. all the all the wrestling terminology and the way they do it is a little cringy, but once you get past that, it's all right. Well, cause I think the drama in real life, again, it's hard to replicate the drama in real life beating, you know, fictionalized because we have real drama in real life right now with all the stuff with going on with Tony Khan, just like flipped out. Just, Dude, what happened? Like he is, he went, he took a heel turn. Yeah. So if you watch, you know, if you listen to our, uh, podcast that's on spotify apple all your favorite podcast there's you know tony calls out w and we talked we did it live we were actually watching uh we were watching the last drive-in and he just threw out that tweet that just like ripped into wwe he's like i saw what you did and i can't wait to beat you head to head and apparently they did that 
tactic that we talked about, that leak over rating tactic, but it actually then made it look like they had higher ratings so they can basically have the publicists say that, you know, SmackDown beat Rampage in the head-to-head, which, full disclosure, it probably will because you're talking about 10 p.m. on TNT versus 9 p.m. on Fox. Fox has, Fox has more eyes. Yeah. There are more, but Khan just, Tony Khan just took that personally and just like raged. And now he threw down another gauntlet after that. Let me read that here. It's like, so he announced that Tony Khan has announced that Brian Danielson will do battle with Minoru Suzuki on Friday's buy-in special ahead of Rampage. And they also, you know, they signed uh, Bobby Fish. Khan also confirmed that Bobby Fish will be in action against Lee Moore. So these, uh, it's basically going to be a huge signing that they just got from NXT and Brian Danielson fighting, you know, the Japanese legend Suzuki. And he's giving it away for free on YouTube just because he's like, I, I want to compete with SmackDown now. So he's going to basically YouTube versus Fox SmackDown. You are going to get another round of the AEW versus WWE via YouTube. Um, I think with Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I mean, Brian Danielson, who was the face of SmackDown for so long, and now he's going to be competing with them on YouTube. I, there was another interview with Tony Khan. Apparently, he took it really personally that they would they would try to do that because he said that he initially scheduled uh, Dynamite and Rampage so that folks could watch all the wrestling, yeah, and not have to not have to choose. So uh, that really seemed to bother him a lot. He took a big time. It's like on uh, Silicon Valley when uh, the main dude gets really mad for real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I think he did. Because, look, I mean, he says it. He's a, he's a wrestling fan. If you, if you listen to uh, the after show when they were in Philadelphia, how he brought, like, Taz and Chris Jericho, all the ECW originals now, and he talked about how he was a fan. He's a fan of the sport. I think he's even a fan of WWE. But now I think he really took this personal. And then, yeah, I saw another interview. He was like, did you watch Raw? He's like, and the guy's like, no, I didn't watch Roy. He's like, yeah, it sucked. And I was like, wow, it's, it's it was totally out of character for him. But I think he just like he feels legitimately hurt because he's he wants to be the forbidden door. He wants these all these he wants the business as a whole to succeed, not just obviously he wants his company to succeed and his company will succeed. But he's trying to find a way to raise everybody up. And WWE has never done that. They they will buy the, the competition and then put them on a shelf. They'll buy the competition and then make it a terrible show so people stop chanting ECW. They'll never do that. So I think he was really taken back by this. Do you think he's really given a lot away, though, by putting that match on YouTube? I don't really feel like he is. I think you're going to get, you're going to get, aside, you know, from that match might not get, a lot of pay-per-view buys, I don't think. But I think by putting it on YouTube, you give it a global reach. You know what I'm saying? And that can rack up a lot of views and be seen possibly by more people than have FS7 or whatever the hell that channel is. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I don't think it's giving away too much, but he's definitely, it's definitely a, a way of trying. I think he's already going to appease, like people who are AEW, like the huge AEW fans, they might, they're going to go there anyway. It's going to be tough to pull away the... I don't think Friday nights are as big of a habit as Monday night. I think if Dynamite went head-to-head with SmackDown on, on a fair turf, I think they can beat them. Show, and SmackDown is the better, more quality show right now. 
So I don't, I, I don't. It's tough with Rampage. It's a taped show. It's not, um, you know, when they do it live, it's it's special. But uh, the regular shows, d- despite the matches being great most of the time, um, it's kind of like uh, superstars. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's pre-taped dark stuff. Yeah, I do. I do agree with that. And, you know, I watch the shows and they're good. Like I went back looking for, you know, I know Blue Meanie made a, an appearance like on Dark Elevation, but I think you just nailed it. That pretty much feels like, you know, wrestling challenge and superstars of wrestling. You know, that's what their their show is when it feels taped like that. And I, I kind of like question the, the rationale to go for that time slot. You know, Friday's tough. Um, it was always tough. Yeah. From a production standpoint, you don't necessarily have the means to create that show. You can't. They're not at the point where they can do that live every week. No, they can't do that show live. No, no, I I agree. And it, it's a really tough. It's always traditionally been a tough time slot. And I think he, look, I don't think he was doing it to compete. I think he literally said, "We'll just tape a show after Dynamite, and then it'll." will use SmackDown as a lead in for people who are wrestling fans. And then they'll just stick around since they're already watching wrestling and they'll stick around for that third hour. I literally think that's why he did it. I don't think he had any desire to compete with SmackDown. Do you think, I don't think he did move it to Saturday Saturdays. Well, Saturday's the night that, you know, could bring back a Saturday night's main event vibe, move it to 10 30 Saturday. Oh, if he did 10 30 Saturday and he did it live, he would totally capture. I guess the live is the big factor, but yeah, that Saturday night's main event feel would 100% and Saturday night's main event wasn't even live. You know, that's yeah. the thing, but it was just, it cafe was still so protected back then. Right. So I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know if and if if it was like the network that actually asked for this. JJ said, "What was he saying here?" Oh, sorry, my screen minimized here. So TNT wanted to add a third hour, and he just asked for a second show because he didn't want to do third hour because <laughs> how he's not a jerk. Yeah. Well, I I mean I think that's a good idea. I think I, agree. The, I, I don't think we need a three hour dynamite, um, but. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, it's just from a production standpoint, it might have made more sense because to have to do a pre-taped show like that, um, you just can't get the juice out of it. No. And know? I think that's why he tried to do it as an I don't think he was trying to. And now I, I feel like that's why he's upset because now he's being put in a corner that he almost feels like he has to. Right. Because it's like because by them, you know, because by SmackDown trying to compete you know, now can say that we're competing with Rampage where I really don't think he had the intentions of wanting to, uh, wanting to do that. I think it was just going to be another way of giving them content on a different day. And we're already saturated with wrestling. Yeah. You know, we're already way saturated. Cause I you mean, still get, you still get the hour and a half on YouTube as well, yeah. which is all good and watchable. I, I enjoy dark and dark elevation. I think they're both pretty good, but yeah. So how many hours is that? So we know WWE gets Seven hours a week on non-pay-per-view weeks. So. I want to say AEW is about four and a half. Right. Sometimes, get, the, some. Well, yeah, it's about. Well, you got the half. three hours, right? You get two-hour Dynamite. You get one-hour Rampage. And what are the, are the YouTube shows? In both an hour or are they thirty minutes? No, the uh, studio show is only thirty minutes. And uh, Dark Elevation used to be an hour, but they might have shortened it. I'm not sure. I haven't. I don't recall the last running time. Because basically, everything they used to do for Dark, uh, they moved to Rampage. 
Oh, I got you. Okay, so that's why they... I was wondering why they did it, because I was kind of confused why they had dark and dark elevation. I'm not sure why they did that. I just think from a production standpoint, it's difficult. Maybe, like, I don't know. I don't run TV networks. You know, maybe I should, though. But, like, why not do... Maybe you could do the live show from the dark elevation studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would that make it easier to do it live? Then you could at least... You could do something. You know, you could uh, add some uh, unpredictability to it. You know, studio wrestling is still great. I mean, if you watch any NWA power, they really capture that studio, you know, hats off to, uh, Billy Corgan, smashing pumpkins. He's, he's, he like Tony Khan. I think he kind of honors the history. And I mean, think of that. He put, you know, the belt on Trevor Murdoch, you know, the guy not traditionally is nothing. I mean, he was in WWE and he was great, but they would never would have put the main belt on him. But I mean, this guy's like a throwback. He, he's obviously modeled after freaking Dick Murdoch, you know, who yeah. also was never a body guy. He was like a WWE. He was there for, you know, a cup of coffee. Like he did the tag team, the North South connection with Adrian Adonis. But I mean, he was never going to get the main belt, but they put the main belt on it because he had more steam in the South. And he was a badass man. Like when he was wrestling with, you know, Dusty Rhodes as the outlaws and he was booking in Puerto Rico. I mean, he was, so they're doing a good job with the studio wrestling making. So if you're into the nostalgia, that's, you know, that's the place to go. And even when they had Jim Cornette, it was great. I don't know. That was when Cornette got quasi canceled, right? He did something. I don't know if it was part of the Me Too. Remember all When the, he was at NWA? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was doing the announcing there. I mean, that was great. And then to have his voice in there, it just kind of added to that effect. It kind of sounded like he made a... It wasn't, I wouldn't call it a joke. It was just like a saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, something that probably was acceptable years ago and just kind of the times changed and the, he didn't drop that one. Yeah. Well, Jerry Lawler did something too, right? I mean, it's just like, and it was, I guess, you know, back then it was, back then there was a, some of that cheap heat stuff with the, the type of name callings were, were normal i don't know if that's normal in the sense of the definition of normal but you heard it a lot more than you hear it now yeah uh, but these guys are you know bobby heenan kind of got like that a little bit towards the end where it's just like i know Meltzer was always calling him out because you're just like oh man he's got to be careful with a lot of these dated references you know it's going to make him so I, I guess that would be almost like a dated a dated remark that would have been considered you know just to get heat before but now it's going to put the heat on you so but I, I think the studio, I, I like your idea. It's like if you were if to do, like if you just had like a live studio and then run shows out of there, maybe it'd be easier and you can kind of have it turnkey. Yeah. I mean, you have to rent a giant event space. I figured as much. No, Siri. <laughs> um, you have to rent a giant event space and sell tickets and have all that stuff. Maybe you do it out of a studio and, and you can actually do a live show. Do it at Universal Studios. Why not? Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was the Eric Bischoff special, right? And then TNA was doing it as well. I mean those those were never paid houses. They were, were just like free attractions, and there was always just kind of set up and go. I think are they still running out of there? I don't know where Impact runs out of. I don't know. They're about to be in Las Vegas, though. Oh, they're going to be in Vegas. And there's actually tapings. Uh, tapings are going on while I'm there, so I might actually I'm going to consider checking oh, it out. Oh man, well you saw the the big announcement for uh, for Wow, right? Yeah, they're bringing it back, right? Yeah. Jim Mendez and um, yep. some other folks. I had no idea that uh, David McLean was a part of that, you know, the original glow. 
The glow guy. Oh, right. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so I had no idea he was a part of it. And I think, is that going to be in Vegas as well? Don't know. I think that'll work really well. I think what they do for that sense is they do a glow, but they do a serious glow. Like, don't go towards the campy com- comedy and the angles, but I think you can still give it that in-studio feel. Yeah. I think ladies wrestling now is taken seriously, so I don't think they'd go anywhere near that. No, And no. I don't think the women that would be on it would want to be part of anything like that. No, Not no, today. absolutely. And I think they're going to get, I again, I think you can see a lot of uh, cross-pollination through the forbidden door, right? If just like if AJ is going to be a producer and a writer, you know, and we know who her husband is and we know he knows people at AEW, so you can potentially see some crossover and they can use that to kind of beef up the women's division which they've been doing a great job with and i think there's just like now they have two belts right and i feel like now they have more people that can compete with that belt for those two belts so it would be cool to have because remember that's how they started right they brought in uh it wasn't thunder rosa who had the nwa belt right it was somebody else no she had the belt when she came in she did have it okay and i think she drew, she lost it to serena deed oh yeah on nwa yeah, so, man, I think that there's a lot, tons of potential. And I think that's what Tony Khan wants to do. And expand, I think Expand the Wrestleverse. Yeah, I think that's Keep what he wants it. to do. And for the first time, we've never really had anybody that's wanted to, either the people who could do it weren't, for whatever reason, weren't in position to do it right. You know, the closest you got was, like, I think we talked about the Antonio Inoki when he did that, had everybody on the show in L.A. except you know, WWE because they wouldn't send anybody. And even then it wasn't, it was a one, one shot deal. It wasn't like this company that AEW is doing that. They're just having all these people, they're cutting all these deals. in. I found that interview and I put it before our podcast that dropped another plug for it on Spotify and anchor. But he basically, that's when he called out Nick Khan. He's like, I heard you're trying to cut a deal with New Japan. It's like, you're kind of slow to it because I already booked them and I already have plans for their U.S. title and I've already booked some of their guys. And it's just like, wow. And it was just like, he really, like, I think he's a fan that literally legit, like, keeps up with it. And it's just like, where are people gravitating to? Then let's do it. I was listening to Busted Open this morning and they were talking about something similar. And they were talking about Game Changer Wrestling. It's like, man, they, those guys are really, really capitalizing on social media. And, and they I, must be good guys because folks keep working with them. Who was Thunder Rosa was there the other day? Yeah, she had an, a surprise appearance too. So, I mean, and look, I mean, if you saw Moxley's back all cut up, I mean, I think he had to at least the minimum. I don't think he needed Tony Khan's permission, but he may have wanted his blessing. So it's just like, even if Tony Khan, when he's not like actively promoting their stuff he's allowing guys to go work with them and the whole thing is just like fine just don't don't have to go don't be a heel in one place or a baby another or don't you know just go in there and just get like jobbed out but at the you know if, if people play ball you know you really could like you said expand the wrestle verse Tony Khan is 100% doing this just because he likes wrestling. Yeah, that's 100%. You, you know, and that's a, that's a big difference. He's not in it for the money at all. No. You know, he just is a fan who became a billionaire and started a wrestling promotion. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, that's pretty incredible if you think. And that's probably something Vince and company probably didn't count on. Right, because you're. It was always like either you had the knowledge and not the money, or the money and not the knowledge. And this is like the first time you actually did find somebody who had the money, and 
he has a lot of the knowledge and where he doesn't have the knowledge, he hires the people that do have the knowledge. But he's like a tech genius, so he's smart and can learn things yeah. and understand things, you know, and learn the mechanics of wrestling and learn the psychology, even though he probably already knew it from a fan perspective, um, from a booking perspective. He's, he's had three years to learn that. Yeah. I and now he's he, shit talking Vince McMahon on Twitter. Yeah. And like JJ said earlier, he's like, yeah, he, he called raw garbage. Yeah. Cause I heard Aubrey, uh, the referee, Aubrey Edwards, is that her name? The rest yes. of female referee. Yes. She's like, I thought I had a dream, but I just entered three new wrestlers into Jira. And I was just like, they're like using like this, you know, high tech, you know, track, uh, tracking system. And wow. What's I, Jira? Jira is just kind of, uh, it's that Atlassian. So, you know, you can have Confluence, which is basically like a wiki that you can have all these articles. But then I think it's a way of just like story tracking. I think that's why he's using store. Obviously, like Dev can use it for like, you can use it for like service manager for, uh, you know, tracking tickets, uh, software development. You use it a lot. So I thought it was interesting that it's just like he's using it to book wrestling out of Jira. Wow. So I, I feel like you would never see something like that in, in WWE. So that, like you said, I think he's, he's bringing a lot of new school style, but a respect for the old school that's going to give this challenge that, you know, we haven't seen before. Yeah. And again, it's, it's just, it's not about the money for him. I don't think. Yeah. He's just having a good time. What a living a dream. Man. Yeah, because, you know, talking about, again, the SmackDown versus YouTube that's coming up. On a, like, All right, so let's break it down real quick, though. So what's happening? They're having an hour-long uh It's called buy a buy-in. It's a buy-in, just like, you know, they do the buy-in so for their So it's probably 30, 30 minutes then because they usually do 30-minute pre-shows, don't they? Yeah, but I, I don't know. They got two matches, and I seriously doubt Suzuki and Daniel are going to go 30 minutes. I mean, less than 30 minutes. I think they're going to go... And they got Bobby Fish. So, yeah, I, it's probably. I guess it's YouTube, so it's not really going to matter. He's probably going to time it, right? I mean, they'll probably time. Well, I guess they don't have to, but they would probably want to keep it in, in some sort of, sort of scheduled. I have no idea. Yeah. And where are they going to do it? Are they so? Does, oh, they're going to have. They're going to have do it before Rampage. Yeah, because they're doing a live Rampage. Yeah, it's a, it's the buy-in to get you to tune into Rampage, except you don't have to buy a pay-per-view. So he's just, he's trying to lure people away who happen to be on YouTube to try to lure people into into going into Rampage instead of watching SmackDown. Yeah. So we'll see. It's no ads. No ads on it too on FS7 on SmackDown. They're going for no ads. They're going ad free. So that's also a big advantage to them because as much as uh, people we forget this when ads come on people uh, drop their attention they change the channel. Yeah. And the the picture in pictures was another way to com compete with that. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a year ago we were probably watching Daniel Bryan on Friday nights, and now we're watching Bryan Danielson on Friday nights. You know, it's he is like one of the SmackDown guys, and he's going to be competing with the brand. You know, because he made Tony Khan mad, and Mr. McMahon, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, Mr. McGee. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.